to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 438 of the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Sam, and this is your weekly fix of randomness, technology, and life, and a little sprinkling of COVID. <laughs> welcome along. Yes, yes, yes. So finally, finally, the big C is is caught up with me. Or the, not the big, no, not the big, no, not C. the big C, the smaller C. Yeah, whatever. Another C. Uh, yeah. So finally, I have tested positive for COVID. So I've been crook a couple of times and thought, oh, it must be COVID by now. And I've always tested negative. And so I'm like, oh, I, I don't trust it. I think I'm just doing it wrong. But this time, I was like, oh, I don't know if it's that bad because I'm pretty sure I was sick of worse yeah, before. But it is a um, bit weird. But yeah, I I, I went. Oh, I'll test. I better test because I'm got pretty bad pretty quick. Like Friday, Saturday, I was just suddenly pretty sick. And then uh, I have never seen that line just blow up so quick. Like you're supposed to wait 15 minutes. By five minutes, it was like yep. I felt pen across there. It was like, holy crap! <laughs> That's right. That's how they get you. So uh, shout out to everybody uh, that has made it through the school holidays. Uh, it'll be the last day of the school holidays when this comes out. I hope you're okay. Mentally, mentally prepared to uh, make your children go back to school. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they will be. I'll be uh, I'll be out of isolation on Monday too. So I oh, will be able double, to walk or whatever. Double celebration time all around. Yes. Yes. I reckon. Hey. Uh, the other day, I saw the latest Mission Impossible movie. Oh, at the movies? Yep. Yep. And I, the didn't, only, I didn't even know it was out of the movie. Oh, mind you, I haven't been paying attention. It literally okay. only just came out. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the reason I saw it is because Sarah and I helped her uncle get a job within two days, thanks to the, the magic of chat GPT. And, um, and yeah. he shouted you some tickets. Nice. He did. He did. It was a bit funny because he applied for a certain job and we were like, you haven't told us anything about this job. And he goes, oh, yeah, I used to own a store that did that. And then I brought shares in another company way back in the day. So when they read his CV, they uh, they asked around from like 25 years ago. And these people said, you're an idiot if you do not employ this man. So they gave him a job on the phone. And he's going there in a couple of weeks. He's in Hamilton now. This job's in Christchurch. So anyway. Oh, nice. Two hours and 43 minutes. Ooh, that is long. Tom Cruise time. Yeah. They really liked explaining the plot multiple times every time a new character appeared. So they did that, which was a bit weird because I was like, yeah, I get it. I get what you're telling me. Uh, And then... They also seem But it's for the millennials just to keep reminding them. It's it's I a long so. <laughs> I think I, I think they could have cut half an hour off this film if they just tightened it up. But they yeah. also um they had a bit of backstory about the IMF. Like it was almost like if you'd never seen a Mission Impossible film before. Okay. So so Sarah never had seen one before and she wasn't a hundred percent sure if she was gonna like it. It held her attention for the whole period of time, which is really good. That's impressive. Yeah. And she was like, I might, I think I might want to see the very first one now. I'm like, okay, cool. Because so, I, um, I really like that very first one. That first one was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. The I second can't w- remember all the others. I remember the Burge one, whatever that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. This is part one of Dead Reckoning, and part two's 
happening at some point. Uh, oh, so, so it's, it's, two, it's a it's little a, bit like the, um, um, yeah, I know what I'm thinking. Nobody else does because I'm it's in a two part. World. It's a two part story, and I can't tell you. Kill Bill. Like, I was thinking like Kill Bill one and two is what I was thinking. And there was one bit that was very James Bondish, which yeah. I, which I, watching it, I was like, this is a bit weird. Uh, anyway, it was pretty good for ja- uh, Mission Impossible. And, yeah, I, um, I like Mission Impossible. They had uh, some good stunts. Yeah. So that oh, cool. happened. Cool, cool. That's uh, it. Oh, I'm going to have to find this thing. I ended up, I was in Rotorua this week, and I also was in Tauranga for a little bit. And I've heard of this place, and it's called Xanadu Book Exchange, um, which makes sense. Uh, this is in Papamoa. And okay. it's uh, apparently a woman started it. She has three commercial buildings. I'll send you some photos later because it's hard to visualize it. One building has got games, jigsaw puzzles, DVDs, and records. The whole industrial building has that in it and a couple of books. And then she said, oh, if you go two doors down, that's where all our books are. Okay. So we went down there and there was like, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of books on shelves. And it's set up like a maze for some reason. Like we went down one aisle and it got narrower and narrower. <laughs> and then there was a and then there was a dead end around the corner. And I was like, oh damn it, we've got to go back the other way. <laughs> and then That's yeah. awesome. then they've got a third building, which they like to call their collectibles. That's I mean, yeah, there's some junk. stuff in yeah, a lot <laughs> more junk than collectibles, I think. So that was pretty cool. Check that out. If you want to find something, I think all the DVDs are $5. There's thousands of those. That does sound familiar, like the Xanadu thing. Like It's like, I'm sure I've heard that. I think, that there was a, I think there was a news story maybe six months ago. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. But after, after that, we went to the beach just to have a look around yeah. um, Papamoa Beach. And this woman walks up to me. She's got two little boys with her. And she goes, hi, are you going for a walk along the beach? <laughs> Sorry, I'm already on the beach. So um, <laughs> no, I, yeah, and I'm just like, uh, yes. And I'm like, I don't know where this is going. Spidey senses, I was tingling. I'm getting ready to like, you know, bust out some sort of move. Um, but she's like, oh, I've dropped my phone. Um, if you find a gold colored a phone in a gold case, and I'm not here, can you just put it on the tire and on the Hyundai in the car park? And I'm like, uh, yeah, okay, sweet ass. So we wandered around, Pretty wandered cool. around. And then her husband appeared from over the sand dunes. And he's like, oh, have you found it? And she's like, no. And then she goes, oh, my God, there it is. She just looks down and there it is. So she found the phone, not a problem. We walk back to the car park. As you would think, a girl, because what are this? What's colors sand? It's, it's it's not iron gray. I'm thinking no. the other coast. Um but gold, you know, it's, gold phone yeah. would stand out still a little bit, you'd think. From Yeah, yeah. It, it, in my brain, as I was scanning around, I was like, I'm assuming it's not buried, and I'm looking for a rectangle or a square which doesn't fit in a beach yeah. scenario. I'm looking for you that know. pixel out of place. That's right. That's right. So anyway, it gets even better. I get back to the car park, and there's a woman probably in her 60s getting out of a car and away from the car is a small boy, which must be her grandson, and a dog over at this park. She gets out of the car and she says, hi, excuse me. And I look and her hazard lights are going. 
And she goes, I have no idea why my lights are going. Do you know? I was like, uh. So she gets. Sounds like you're in in the town with the pod people. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It felt like it. It sounds like a Rick and Morty. Yeah. So so she she got out of the car and I just leaned in and in the middle at the top, like most cars, is this giant rectangle hazard light. Yeah. And I just pressed it and they turned off. I said it was the hazard lights. And she looked at me and went, Oh, the hazard lights. And then she turns around and yells to this kid who's like across this car park, It's okay. This man fixed it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I don't know what's going on. So, uh, yeah. Oh, God. That happened. And then, um, as is tradition, it's about the right time of the year for a TV production company to get hold of me for pumpkins. All right. So this guy called Tom emailed me and he goes, hey, I know. Like, he did some research. I will give it to this guy. Hey, I know that um, there's no... um, no pumpkins right now, but I was hoping. Does somebody have a dried one? If not, um, I we're, we're trying to recreate a pumpkin event. Can I talk to you about that? And I was uh, emailed him back. I was like, "Yep, sweet. Here's my number." He rung me in like ten seconds. Oh, because they're filming this next week. Oh um, gosh, yeah. So no, nothing like last minute, but it's typical. So so I, he, yeah. So he talks to me, and I said. He goes, oh, thanks so much for replying so quickly. And I said, no, that's fine. Like, I get it. Like, you're filming next week. You have to figure this out. And he goes, oh, we're doing a TV ad for, I won't say who, but like rural people. And we're recreating a pumpkin event. And it's the one of the ones I've been to in the South Island. And I was like, oh, yeah, I've been to that. And he goes, oh, okay, cool. Um, I was thinking of doing it in a hall with some hay bales. How do they weigh the scale? Uh, how do they weigh the pumpkins? I'm thinking like, you know, like this. And I said, yeah, that's cool. But I said, you have to realize that we've weighed pumpkins that weigh over 800 kilos. But most people, when you think over 60 kilos, they freak out about. So I said, as long as you get the anticipation and people wanting to know what a pumpkin weighs and the excitement, it doesn't matter that the pumpkin isn't as big as me. You know, he goes, okay. And he goes, and you're sure nobody has a pumpkin because he goes, this ad is just about to get real expensive. I'm about to press buttons on 3D printers to make pumpkins. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, no one's got one of those. I said, I wish I had them because then I could just uh, rent them out to you guys. He goes, look, at the end of these ads, we just throw most of the stuff away. So if they don't want this, I'll get in touch and uh, I'll see if I can get it to you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Thanks, dude. So anyway, that happened. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I we've talked about this before, and absolutely, you need to you need to um, uh, invest in some. I don't know what you call it, lacquer or something to put on the outside of a pumpkin. Oh no, I think you would have to make one from scratch, but you'd use a real one as the to look at. I think it's. I've seen some ones on YouTube. They're made out of polystyrene, and they're really good. All right. Um. That and then they do either some sort of um, fiberglass or some sort of coating. Yeah. It's the painting of them, I think, will be the, the key. Yeah. Um, you need somebody that works with props, I think, to say, you know what, that, yeah, that will look pretty good on a camera. 
Yeah. I don't know. No, that's it. But anyway, that's a, a you know future project. Let's add it to the list, Chris. Add to the list. Add to the list. Um, yeah. So uh, I, 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 <laughs> I've been a bit brain dead with this whole COVID thing. I've done a lot of sleeping over the last few days. Uh, I am feeling a lot better. Um, I'm not coughing right now, which is impressive. That's um, that's a that's a top tip for podcasting: is don't cough while <laughs> yeah, talking. I know, I know. Um, so, but one of the things I did do is I I ended up watching this thing. Have you ever heard of Bobby Broccoli? What the hell's that? It's a guy. It's a YouTube channel. Bobby Broccoli. It, okay, I, I've no. never heard of him. I have no idea why this popped up in my feed. But I ended up watching his uh, thing called America's Missing Collider. And it's it was actually three of his – he does long-form videos anyway. So there's three of these videos stuck together, um, which was like two and a half – it was almost three hours, I think. But, of course, I'm I'm in, in COVID fog, so it didn't matter. Do you, do you want me to read out his blurb? Yeah, go for it. He says, howdy, I do deep dive brockumentaries, is what he calls them, yeah. into science scandals and controversies. Currently, I animate in Blender and previously dabbled in Google Earth for a bit. He studied engineering, physics, and photonics in school. My old videos focused on video game content. Shout out if you've been here since the SpongeBob days. Yeah, so he, he's pretty cool. I, I really liked his, um, his uh, yeah, this SSC, um America's Missing Collider, which is uh, SSE. It was called the Superconducting Super Collider. Okay. Because it was so big in the 80s when they started it, they had to use the word super twice in the acronym. <laughs> okay. Um, so, so anyway, the way he does it, he, he has this um, uh, visualization rep- representation of these years and he's putting these little tiles in as he goes along. Okay. And when it started off, I was like, oh, this looks really naff. But as as it goes through, particularly because it's long and it's a uh, winding story and it keeps skipping back and forward in time to go, this happens here, so this happens here. Um, it's It was very, very, very effective just from the, um, the, the logic of it. I didn't put the link in there, did I? I've got it here. That's fine. I haven't watched it yet. I've just quickly scrubbed through this. Yeah. And yeah, it's really looking interesting how he's transitioning from whatever he's talking about to the facts and figures yeah. to the next section and the and, overall arching thing. Yeah. yeah and he gets somebody, cool. I think he's got somebody else writing it because I think that one's written by uh, Kevin or Ka- Keanu or some, some weird name. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, definitely worth checking out i'm going to check out some more of his stuff but there's no way normally that i would spend three hours watching a video <laughs> so nothing... I, I did send that to you going I, i'm really enjoying this surprisingly enough but uh, i don't know if you have time for it <laughs> i've got to carve it out but it's nothing like having a spicy cough to give you a bit more time in your day yeah yeah did you see the news so obviously uh, uh, uh for school holidays i'm staying at my parents house and um They've got the TV on all the time. The news is on. I don't even know what they're talking about half the time. That's my parents and my sister. I don't know what they're on about. I'm just like, I don't watch TV. I don't know. Anyway, uh, did you see the story about Tahuia, the train? No. Has been banned from Auckland City. <laughs> Isn't that the whole point is to get from well, it can, to Auckland? Like- well, it can only go to Papakura now. And the reason is, right? It failed to stop twice on a red light. It just kept going. 
it could have been catastrophic. It could have just crashed into another train on the Auckland system, right? And this news article... So is there a driver or what? Yeah, it's driver error. They said in this news article that I saw on TV, it's driver error, right? Okay. So they are now going to fit this train with new technology, which will help it uh, know that there's a red light and stop the train, I guess, automatically or something. It's I mean, going even to take- if it just makes a loud noise, because you can understand why somebody, a driver of a train, would lose concentration. Cause- uh, yeah, yeah, but that's what they do. Like, you yeah. know, that's what they're supposed to be doing. Anyway, it's going to take up to, it's going to take more than 12 months to design, install, and test the system that they have to make from scratch, apparently, which is mind blowing. Yeah, yeah. So, and all the trains, which have been going for over a hundred years now, nobody's thought, Hey, we should have an automatic system to get it to stop. (laughs) I don't know if it's just this train and the other trains have it. It sounds really weird. And I'm wondering, here's the conspiracy theory. There's someone trying to stop this train from running. Yeah. I'm throwing it out there. Yeah. Um, I think there are people who want to stop all trains from running. There should be nothing on the road except my limousine. Screw everybody else. That's what it should be. I'm pretty Maybe. sure there's one or two of those people around. Maybe. Um, hang on. Wait there. I've got to reach over my desk and find this random book I got. <laughs> Oh, shit. Hang yes, on, it sounds bad, out. people. You should see the camera. My screen. Hang on, I can't hear you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm back. You know, just taking... Oh, how's that? Yep, yep. Oh, good. Take, taking one for the team. Uh, so while I'm on holiday the other day... Was it yesterday? All my days blur into one, as you know, just with COVID. Um, we went to a bunch of op shops in Rotorua. Yep. And my sister says to me, Hey, there's this real weird op shop. I think it's run by the Red Cross, but I'm not sure. Maybe. Uh, it's behind Countdown. Uh, yeah, we should go there. Okay. So, went to meet her there. Went to now, the- now, can you define weird op shop, or are you getting to that? I'll get to it. So, she goes, yeah, it's uh, yeah, uh, behind Countdown. So, in my head, there's three Countdowns in Rotorua. Oh, there's okay. one there's one right in the city center sort of so it's not that one there's one near uh down the road from skyline skyrides and then there's one over ne- on the other side where all the hotels are and in my head because she said something about oh it's near the i said to her is it near the place that um oh while i while i just went to get that book i knocked my drink over and i didn't realize the lid was off so there's all this electronic stuff covered in water so anyway, I'll just carry on. And <laughs> if you see a bright spark, that's what's happened. Yeah. So anyway, I couldn't, I kept driving around thinking where it was and I couldn't find it. And she goes, where are you? And I said, I'm, I don't know. I'm behind this countdown. And then I was like, oh damn, it's the other countdown. And then she goes, no, no, you just drove past me. And I'm like, where are you? So I went around the block and it's across the road down a long driveway and then right at the back is some sort of recycling center. But in the front is this big, weird building. And they've got all this. Oh, I, I don't. It's a creepy building. I don't know what it would have been like a creepy, creepy building. <laughs> and it's got um, a bunch of stuff and heaps of some good stuff, some bad stuff, but a lot of different stuff. I got this book called The Six Professors. Oh, yeah. Who's it by? Robert A. Lowe. Okay. Don't know. 
no, no, you won't know him because um, he was the public relations officer for the city of Rotorua back in 1983. Oh, And he was worried about people becoming unemployed when they left high school because at the time Rotorua had one of the highest unemployment rates. And this book is really weird. It's about, he's got different professors, who, what, when, where, how, and why. And he's basically talking to millionaires in Rotorua and saying, how did you, what did you do for a job? And what do you do now? And how did you get there? Like this dude is standing in front of his two Rolls Royces. And a lot of these people have never publicly spoke back in the day of how they made their money. What, what um, year are we talking? 1983. 83, okay. Yeah. It's real interesting. I've just started reading it. And um, they got John Rolls. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to talk about his his story. Anyway, that cost me two bucks. And here's a here's an ad on the back. The Accident, the Accident Compensation Corporation. Parents Care, Society Cares. Young men aged 15 to 24. Cool it, you guys. Stop driving yourself to the grave. Okay. Look at that logo. That was ACC. Yeah, I remember that ACC logo. Oh, I've never seen it for my life, but look at that old ad. Yeah. Anyway, checked out this op shop. It's got some random stuff. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the ACC logo we had when I started working. Um, yeah, so uh, what did you say? You said something about that creepy building. Um, so shout out to um, Adam tomorrow, which will be gone by the time you're listening to this. Yeah. He's uh, going to Spookers with his, with his son for like the day like the day thing for the kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that'd be so cool. I sort of said to him, yeah, the lights aren't so on, so we'll maybe look a little naff. It, it, it doesn't look as scary because you can see how it's how yeah, it's made, yeah. as it were. But when it's the hall in shadow, you'll be surprised how scary it is. It is. Yeah, uh, with the music going, and I, they they really tone it down for the kids because they don't want to scare the kids. No, um, no, that, that's fair enough. I think they 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 walk them into the room and it's all lit up, and then they might turn the lights off and show you a bit and, and all. All oh, right, but yeah, um, they have a couple of actors just following, going around with the kids, so they don't. Yeah, it's a bit different, but yeah, no, it should be good. That should be fun. I uh, wanted to give a, a shout out too to Steve Chapel, um, who shared the podcast on LinkedIn. Um, Assuming he's listening to us. <laughs> Steve, no doubt, is listening to us. I am now friends with Steve on LinkedIn uh, yeah. after I commented on that. So that's pretty cool. That was pretty good of him. Yeah, we're going to, we're, yeah, we're, we're uh, hopefully going to do some cool stuff next year. Yeah, because I if you're I listening wanna... to the Steve, you know, we're going to come up with something. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because next year, I, th- I reckon we talk to Steve beforehand and say, give us a couple of people that you think we should be talking to as well. Like, get him to. Yeah, totally. We'll have a we're gonna we, you know, we should have a planning session because we can write that off as a business business expense. I think. Is that yes. How we do it? Yep. We can do cer- certainly do that. I had an idea today. I'll tell you about that later. Did you know that the Power Rangers are finally ending production in New Zealand? I didn't know they were still going. Neither did I. That was the bit that surprised me. Yes, I knew, I knew they had filmed here. Yeah, yeah. Because Paige was right into that. Eh, she did it. Helped, quite a bit she, there. Yeah, she helped out there and did some stuff. For more than 20 years, Chris, it's been filmed here. Okay. I knew it had yeah. been a while since it was started being. I'm Man, I just feel so old all the time. I know. I uh, know. People keep going, yeah, it's 2023. I'm like, oh, 2013? No, it's later than that. Shit. Everything after t- 
year 2000. It just seems so recent. That's right. That's right. Uh, so they said, um, so they did 10 years of production in the US and Japan, and then they brought it to New Zealand in 2002 because it could be made for cheaper. They brought in over $340 million into the New Zealand economy. Oh, that's pretty good. Um, and now they're going to, where are they going? I don't know. Some member, they just said that they're not quite as competitive because they can only give a tax rebate of about 20% with an extra 5% if the production meets a certain criteria. So. Yeah. They, yeah. Those, those tax rebate things are, yeah, they're, they're a difficult thing to manage and that, that'll always fluctuate for any, um, for any country. Like they, they always go up and down and being political type thing, you know? Yeah, um, totally. Anyway, uh, I got something that I think would be interesting for you, like would have uh, okay intrigued you a little. So soil, soil's quite important, isn't it? It is. It? It, is. it is. So Europe is just passing some law on soil, you know, the European Union. Oh. Now, in Europe, 60% of the soil everywhere, presumably, yeah. is of poor is is considered poor soil, which sort of makes sense because they've been, you know, farming the hell out of Europe for yonks, yeah. <laughs> centuries and centuries, whereas we're pretty, you know, new to all of that here, so we don't quite have as much problem. But that's quite a, a huge um, percentage, right? 60% yeah, totally. of soil is poor. But what they reckon is in 60 years, the world's soil at this at current rate of consumption will be gone. Oh, wow. Yes, we won't have soil anymore. So the law aims to limit the impacts to soil, which is thought to take a thousand years to develop. And if we've only got 60 years left of it, um, I I think agriculture is going to be pretty cool. (laughs) Maybe, yeah. That might be the way to go. And stuff. But yeah. Vertical farming. Yeah, exactly. All that stuff. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I, uh, my cousin is really highly regarded in soil. I think it's soil. So, uh, so's she, Carl's wife, eh? All right, because she she does. Well, I always say she did, does stuff with worms, but Carl goes, "No, it's actually soil, not worms." But yeah. oh, she probably but, knows my cousin. Um, I would imagine it's a small community. <laughs> well, my my cousin is based in Tasmania, but they fly her to New Zealand to give lectures. Oh, right, right. And she's uh, currently in Europe on holiday, but I don't know if she's doing something over there as well. What's her name? Because Carl will um, uh, Carl will be listening to this, Kerry. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Be interesting to see if Moira knows Kerry. Anyway, um, cool. All right. Uh, what else do I have? I didn't have much else, really. What? I find that hard to believe. Oh, dude. I saw this story, and uh, I hang on. This is uh, reading this on the fly. Donkeys make the best security guards. Did you know that? No. Why? They are super territorial. You just chuck one in a paddock, and they'll protect your stock from pests. Oh, that's right. I remember hearing something about put a donkey in with your llamas, and they protect all your llamas or something. Yeah, so I think that's what they do in in um, in South American countries. I think they, so. They do all this um, llama farming, and then um, they have wolves or whatever they have, cats, you know, whatever, and they uh, throw a donkey in with them. But yeah. there's a the thing where you can't have two donkeys. Um, 
you can only have one donkey and it and it and it um it bonds to the llamas that are there and it will fight off a, a predator but if you put two donkeys in they 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 bond together and get rid of the llamas <laughs> yeah okay that makes sense so, like, something like that i don't know you, why i know random shit like that but there you go if you only ha- this is what i understand it as if you only have one donkey by itself in a paddock they get depressed yes and that's why you need more donkeys but yes you're correct so in australia they have feral donkeys and there's a charity called last stop donkey who rehabilitate these feral donkeys and turn them into security guards for farmers. That's pretty cool. What was the charity called again? Last Stop Donkey. Last Stop Donkey. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So they get them introduced to people and get them a bit more friendly. And, um, yeah, they, they they transport them to New South Wales. Yeah, uh, even if they're not actually doing anything, because they're so territorial, they will run to you to find out what's going on. Cool. Yeah. I didn't I didn't realize they're that territorial other than that random fact about And this is where it catches many of the predators unaware. They mosey on down like they're no threat, but then apparently the donkeys unleash their fury. Whatever's not supposed to be there, they will take it out. They've seen them kill wild pigs and they will kill a dog and it's pretty full on. Okay. Never knew that. I'm, um, I'm trying to think, like, I'm sure I've petted a donkey somewhere, but I couldn't remember the last time I saw a donkey. Like, Oh, there's a few. There's a donkey farm if you go into Tauranga, and there's one, um, I think, out the back of Morrinsville. Yeah, but, but they're, yeah, not they're not super... you see a lot of. So no, 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 no. Uh, but then if you're not going out of your way to try and find one. Yeah, true, true. Anyway, that brings us to the end of this week's podcast. Um, thanks for listening i hope you're all covid free and chris has not given it to you <laughs> yeah actually that's an interesting point i wonder if i got i caught this covid from the um from the ha ha hamilton maybe oh yeah because i couldn't figure out where you'd been but yeah now that you mentioned that would it, be the the only big gathering place i mean other other than going to like supermarket or dairy type yeah, yeah yeah that would be i mean it's out there yeah, it's still out there. So yeah, anyway, yeah. stay safe. And uh, until next week, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoy the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.